Welcome back to Parenting is Political. (laughs) It's a celebratory sound because it's the start of our new season. Yay. We, um, well, I guess we should do intros first, huh? This is Mo. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Jasmine. My pronouns are she, her. And we took a wee little break because... Sabbatical. Yeah, because um, shit got tough, you know? We're in a global pandemic. Uh Uh-huh. We moved. Um, we both have full-time jobs and we have four kids and it was a lot to yeah continue to try to do, keep up with all the episodes. So we, we left y'all with, with that note that we would be back and this is us coming back. This is us. Whoa. <laughs> <clears throat> My throat. Yeah. It's all these allergies. We're back and forth on the weather here. I'm um, allergic to neoliberalism and it is, <laughs> oh, it's so thick in the air. Thickums. It's blooming. <laughs> You're allergic to neoliberalism, which is a good segue into what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, what are we talking about today? Um, well, we have a lot to talk about since our last recording. Some some shit has happened. Wow. Um, we have had insurrection at the Capitol. We have had impeachment again. Insurrection, erection. Yeah. What's your objection? <laughs> So I'm sure some people School. got an erection about that. Schoolhouse Rock did not teach us oh, what the government and insurrection mm. are about. They didn't, which is rude. Um, we've also had a new president come into office. <clears throat> we've had hundreds of thousands of people die in the global pandemic. Um, what else has happened? Racial reckonings and upheaval. Yes. Um, that's definitely happened. And, yeah, I mean, if that wasn't enough, I feel like there's probably things we are forgetting about. But, um, so I feel like we could just kind of, like, close our eyes and point at this point of what we want to talk about. But we were standing in the kitchen discussing, you know, kind of what we wanted to bring into this new season, how we want to start it. And we thought that it might be a great idea to start by talking about neoliberalism because we feel as though... It is um, it is just on the rise, and it it's is... It's not on the rise. It's been here. Well, yeah, it's been here, but it's, it's going to be on the rise. I mean, can we agree with that, though? Like, we're going to think that things are progressing because we don't have Trump in office anymore, and that could lead <clears> to some really dangerous stuff. So we wanted to address it this morning um, and talk just about kind of a whole range of things, right? Yeah. So I guess we could start with, um, you know, what is neoliberalism, Jasmine? You tell me. What do you think it is? I think it's my definition of it, how I perceive it in my head, is when um, it has to do with, like, people thinking things are progressive and saying the right things and doing kind of the bare minimum, even if that, uh, even if it's not even really the bare minimum, to say that we are doing something that's moving towards something, but it's not actual justice. It's not actual um, fairness or moving towards a more equitable society, but it's just platitudes that it, it sounds good. And um, hmm. that's kind of my understanding of it. Hmm. What about, what was yours? What's your understanding? Yeah. So, I mean, neoliberalism, those are tactics of neoliberalism. Yeah. Is what you are defining. 
Um, so neoliberalism really is what our current iteration of society is. It's a dominant ideology that really relies on markets and state control um, of our economy. And it, it, is, it centers on austerity and deregulation. Um, and those things, when combined with racial capitalism, which is the bedrock of our, our society, um, actually creates more violence and harm. Um, ultimately, it's building up or reforming policy and norms that are built on a really shoddy foundation of, you know, racial, racial capitalism. Um, so when those things fall away, what are we, what are we left with? The, the historical implications of all of the violence and harm, um, that those, that those things that the market was supposed to solve, but when the market was built on the bodies of black and brown people, um, you know, you can't, you can't reform that. It has to be transformed in pretty significant ways. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the more simple version of what neoliberalism is. Yeah. And um, why would it be necessary that we're talking about it on an episode? Why do you think it's important that we have this discussion? Well, we just have a new, we just got a new president. And I guess the three main things that are really, really, really important for folks to look at is um, neoliberalism looks to corporatize or privatize the majority of our public sectors. um, There is so much austerity um, within neoliberalism. And then the state really uh, being the actor of our economy. So with that, you know, folks need to understand that neoliberalism is not about being a Democrat or Republican, right? It's not being liberal or conservative. Um, And our current president is very neoliberal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And what true neoliberalism seeks to do is pretend as though it doesn't like state control Mm-hmm. Pretend it doesn't like big government, um, that it wants small government and it wants independence. Um, but what it really wants to do is privatize and corporatize all of our public goods, all of our public sector. And then it, it wants to do away with the social safety net. And the social safety net is the, the thing that um, we need to transform our society. It is the thing that allows us to grow on the state and federal and even the local level into progressive, equitable possibilities. Um, so yeah, that's right. Like if we had healthcare for all, Medicare for all, if we had a Green New Deal, mm-hmm. if we had free education, a universal income and free housing, we wouldn't need an economic stimulus check during a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that power and neoliberalism in particular um, obfuscates, hides. They could pass tomorrow. They could erase all of our student debt and then none of us would need stimulus checks. They could, um, you know, provide universal um, basic income. And then we would have to have these seasons of stimulating the economy. Right. We wouldn't have to be dependent upon what the market's doing. We wouldn't have to be dependent on the market, and we wouldn't have to be dependent upon the state. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, who's in charge. Yeah. So the most recent mm-hmm. tactic of neoliberalism, um, which has been really confusing for a lot of folks in our community because we 
um, have a huge, particularly um, white LGBTQIA audience, is this tactic of implanting diversity and calling for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Biden's most recent move around um, how he framed it, creating diversity, equity, inclusion for trans people was to remove the ban, (laughs) um, disallowing military officials, military enrollees to be transgender. Mm -hmm. And what I saw spread across my timeline was sort of a mixed bag. Um, But the majority of folks were celebrating. Yeah. They were celebrating, oh my gosh, we can now serve without discrimination. This is incredible. We deserve to be American heroes. Um, Fantastic. Now folks who are trans can um, participate in military. Some, you know, I I saw one person um, who was a trans person in my um, Facebook friend list talk about how she grew up always wanting to be a Marine, but was never, um, you know, was afraid, understanding that, like, quietly she was dealing with her own transition and the implications of that. And so, you know, I want to hold tension and grace for those folks because we are raised in in, in a nationalistic, imperialistic social construct. And so to have those dreams doesn't make you bad. Just like having the dreams of like one day getting married and just being a wife (laughs) and that's your life goal. That also doesn't make you bad. But what it points to is the way that um, neoliberalism uses sort of this identity politic and access to certain things as like the goal rather than telling the truth about power. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. Oof, that's a good one. Yeah. So do you want me to unpack that a little bit more? Always. Yeah. So there's nothing liberatory about trans bodies being used as fodder for the violence of an imperialist nation. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That's it. Boom. That's not equity. That's not inclusion. And honestly, I posted, we posted, uh, broke. Biden removes the restrictions for transgender people in the military. Woke. Biden removes the military, military. therefore (laughs) landing a blow to the infrastructure of capitalism. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I saw, maybe it was Dean Spade posted on their Instagram, like, moans, not drones. (laughs) (laughs) Like, give us the hormones, not the drones. Yeah, that would be, you know, way more of a liberatory practice is if, you know, trans folks could get life-saving medical care that didn't cost, you know, everything to try to get it. Well, the the fact of the matter is racial capitalism needs war. Yeah. Um, America needs war. America needs war. And the idea that um, trans folks can now be a part of the violence and, you know, the settler colonial project and more to this current conversation, settler, or excuse me, neoliberalism's need to wage war and to impact markets through war and the production of war um, isn't a win. No. It's not a win. And on top of that, uh, you know, again, I think this comes from hearing an interview that Dean Spade did on Democracy Now!, The fact of the matter is the military industrial complex is um, one of the biggest climate disaster like juggernauts in the United States. It's one of the worst, most violent places to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it aban- abandons the the soldiers and the folks who come out of the military industrial complex. Like we know the the suicide rate and the PTSD rate of people who are veterans. Yes, through the roof. Um, you know, it's not like going and getting a job in the military is the 
prize. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I heard like, oh, now transgender folks can go into this military industrial complex and have the same trauma and suffering that we cis folks have, yeah. right? Or that cis folks have. Um, and so it's just not, it's not a win. No, it's not. I personally love the idea that I um, would never have to <laughs> be drafted into any sort of war because of my <clears throat> transgender identity. The the the, 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 <laughs> the new draft comes and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I am the transgender. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be the first they that you've met in the military. <laughs> Apologies. You're my first they. You're my first they. Um, yeah, so that's a great example of how neoliberalism is rearing its ugly little head. You know, another thing, like, uh, the first black defense secretary. Oh, God. Yeah. Whew. We're celebrating the first black person to ever be the defense secretary. And it's like, we're... Or putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Oh, yeah, that's a great example. Like, here, let's put... The face of somebody that was... Harriet's uh, like, I used to be currency, but now my face is on the currency. Yeah, exactly. Freedom! It's change and progressiveness. So, when we're thinking about teaching our young people... Well, I was about to ask, how does this relate to parenting? Because this is parenting is political, so... Right, well, we don't teach our young people that there's something to be celebrated because trans people can now serve in the military. We teach our young people that um, that the military-industrial complex is actually a part of the systems that cause harm to trans people, mm-hmm. that keep capitalism in place, and that cause anti-blackness to proliferate across the globe. Yeah, you know, war depends on there being another. Yeah, war depends on there being we, an enemy. Yeah, we have to attack somebody. We're defending ourselves against something. Insert what that something needs to be in the current political climate you can pick and choose but yeah there has to be somebody um right and so i think there's an opening for lots of conversations to be had in in families and for folks who are caretaking of of young people to really dig deep and make some considerations around how they frame certain things right identity politics and representation can be tactics toward a more liberatory future. Mm -hmm. They can be pit stops on the way there, small wins that we use to agitate a larger strategy and plan, but celebrating trans folks in the military or Harriet Tubman's face on a $20 bill ain't it. It ain't it. It ain't it. And so teaching your young people to say, is this the performance of justice? Mm. Or does this change the material conditions of those most impacted by systems of harm? Yeah. Which is like, it's a very good lens of viewing things through. Um, And I've learned that from you over the years to be able to whittle this out because it's difficult. You know, this idea of like progressiveness and like neoliberalism Mm -hmm. is is tricky sometimes it's meant to be tricky. well but here's the thing it's meant to kind of throw you off progressive and neoliberalism don't belong together the reality is that like aoc and like the squad they they should be the people that we're pointing to as progressive but that term progressive has been captured and entrenched by people like biden and kamala who are not progressive at all in the historic context and so right now there are kind of like six um factions of folks who call themselves progressive there's like the ultra ultra progressive which is who you'd point to in the squad mm-hmm. and then there's just like the traditional-ish progressive who are like elizabeth warren um yeah. and they're 
and the, and the line here of progressive is their willingness to critique their own party yeah. and their willingness to see that the establishment is failing. And there are people who go, and, and so I'm talking about like from the left, ultra, yeah. ultra progressive, the squad moving into center. And then you have like classic liberals like yeah. Biden mm-hmm. and Kamala. They're, they're like very moderate liberals. If even um, that. I would call them more like corporate Dems and yeah. pro-privatization Dems. Um, but then they co-opt the word progressive to make it then mean nothing. Right, exactly. Mean nothing. Which is, again, another tactic of neoliberalism. Just yeah. like equity or diversity. Um, it's like, point to me or how... accountability is the new one right now. Or free speech. Free, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, the challenge is point to me how this, uh, over the long term, produces measurable change the material conditions of those who are most impacted yes exactly like did your did your fourteen hundred dollar stimulus check address the historical intergenerational economic inequity created by jim crow south no nah dog (laughs) that wasn't it either but did your universal basic income Mm. do that yeah yeah that sounds hot that's getting me steamy. Some <laughs> universal income. <laughs> me horny for universal income. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna cut that out either. Um, <laughs> um yeah. But so, you know, I think that oftentimes when we start saying these things in social media spaces or um, in, in the spaces and places that we find ourselves. There is this response, this sort of like whiplash from folks who either don't have the analysis or, you know, want some kind of relief because they've been living under neo, um, an iteration of neo-fascism for the last four years of like, can we not celebrate anything? Is nothing good enough? Yeah. Shouldn't we just take this moment? You know, and it's just like, you know, we, yeah, we're holding those things in tension, right? We're holding in tension that our enemy has changed. Yeah. And this enemy is a little bit more reasonable. But in a way, this enemy is, is maybe a little bit more insidious because it's not so obvious. And it allows the populace to sort of go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, and all of the threat falls out of majority zeitgeist. And um, th- then... It, it breeds complacency. Yeah, I was thinking about that on my drive this morning, thinking about how... It's going it's to be almost, hard to convince so many people that there's still a threat. Yeah, exactly. Like, we we have built so much momentum in the past four years because there's been such an easy, like, in-your-face type of thing. And it reminded me of, like, how living in the South, it's, like... We feel it every we day. We feel it every day. We see it every day. And then we go and visit some place, like, on, you know, East or West Coast, and it's, like well, we're, like, progressive here, and we're, like, this is a better place, and here are these cool things that we do. But it's, like, it's harder to see it, and therefore it's harder to fight against it. And so in some ways, having a more obvious goal is sometimes helpful, although the things that were happening under that last presidency were getting to the point where no matter what kind of, like, movement we had or momentum we had it was going to be crushed so at some point it's like okay well we need to be done with that and let's try to work but we have to be able to stay focused we have to understand that like healing our nation or whatever like unity we're moving for isn't going to be passive well that's 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 what i was going to say is that neo-fascism 
needs neoliberalism to exist. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to see is four years of this neoliberalism um, continue to deepen, like burrow into our society. And then we're going to see an even more intense resurgence of neo-fascism. And that's because neoliberalism doesn't actually want to hold neo-fascism accountable. It it creates the conditions for um, neo-fascism. And that's why you immediately saw um, Biden talk about unification mm-hmm. um, and how he was going to work for the people who didn't support him. And it's like, yo, you're talking about reaching across the aisle with QAnon folks. Yeah. You're talking about reaching across the aisle with folks who want literal Nazis. Who like believe that, that, that think it's okay to wear a Camp Auschwitz yeah. shirt. That's not like meeting common ground. I don't I don't want you to like try to connect with those folks. I want you to punch them in the face. I do. I, I really we, want you to punch Nazis in the we face. We punch Nazis. Yeah. So that's a really good point. And I, I think that we have made a very clear case for why, um, what neoliberalism is and how to identify it and address it. And I do want to bring this back to, instead of a micro lens coming down to the micro. Oh, you mean and a macro. What did I say? You said micro, micro. My, thank you so much for catching that. The macro lens. Yeah. Bringing it back down to the micro and talking about how these things show up in conversations with our kids. With our um, young folks. Yeah. So, again, it's about rejecting reformist reforms. Um, it's like teaching your children. It doesn't create more safety to put a camera on a cop. Mm-hmm. It creates safety to abolish and defund the police. Correct. Um, It doesn't create more equity and diversity and inclusion to have trans folks in the military. It creates more equity, diversity, and inclusion to change the conditions in which we need to go to war Mm -hmm. or that we support an imperialist invasion into another nation. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we have these conversations with our kids, first of all, we have these conversations with Yeah, first of all, you have the conversation. That's where it has to start. That's critical. And you can have it all all across the ages. There's all sorts of ways that you can communicate that are developmentally appropriate. Mm -hmm. But it has to happen, though. But having the conversation and making sure that you're helping them see the difference is about providing them the opportunity to develop some skills around a critical analysis at a very young age and for them to start questioning and being curious about what real justice is and what a real liberatory possibility is. Mm-hmm. And when we have these conversations, we're going to remember our um, characteristics of white supremacy culture, and we're going to push back against those. So these conversations do not have to be perfect. There is no perfectionism that doesn't exist, and that is a myth of white supremacy. You can also be uncomfortable during these conversations. Our drive to be comfortable and to avoid any sort of discomfort is also a tactic of white supremacy culture. So we're going to push back against that. Mm -hmm. We're also going to push back against this either or thinking. We're going to leave room for nuance when we're talking about these things. We're going to create space for kids to ask questions. And we're going to be okay if we don't know the answers. Yeah, I think being... um, Injecting the practice of curiosity Mm -hmm. and, and seeing what your young folks think and feel when you present them with the information is a critical first step rather than coming in as a expert authority and saying, yeah. here's why this is bad. Here's why this is good. But asking saying, is it a good thing? Or, or what do you think about trans people being able to be in the military? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the vast reality is like for us is that we're probably, um, outliers that we're teaching our children that serving the military is actually a form of, like a, it's not an honorable thing to do. Right. Um, 
And so, so yeah, like we recognize that. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you're interested in learning a different way. And so we invite you to actually, um, you know, just like we critique the police and we talk about how police don't keep us safe and they're here to protect capital and property and the state and not us. Think about that on a larger level. Mm -hmm. That's what the military is for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's even becoming, those lines are becoming more blurry as the days go on. It seems like <laughs> what is the military? What's police? Um, and so, you know, even if that's where you start asking young people to critically evaluate the purpose of a military for mm-hmm. the United States and what that means and what the, what the, um, war industrial complex is. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's just, there's no wrong place to start. It, even if it's just, you don't, again, as you said, you don't, end up with the answers or the solutions but you're you're experimenting with thinking through these things yeah. with your young folks i would just i think always a good default if you're ever struggling to figure out how to start is just to lead with curiosity like you were saying <laughs> lead with opening questions ask them what what they think um and that just creates a dialogue instead of like a i'm gonna tell you what you should think and believe all right. Well, August has decided that it's this podcast is over. Yeah, I think we've used up all the attention that August so, had to give for us. We're gonna sign off. We are. Um, thank you for joining us on our new season. We're excited for all the upcoming episodes. Um, if you aren't following us on social media yet, what are you even doing? Check us out. We're on. Check us out. Twitter, Instagram, and unfortunately Facebook. We don't use Twitter or Facebook. No. So just honestly forget about those and just go to our Instagram page. You can also find all of the rest of our episodes wherever you're currently listening to this one. Um, check us out on parentingispolitical.org and sign up for our email list. We are going to be doing some uh, cool direct actions that you can be taking this year and getting people involved in. Uh, actually, uh, are we not doing that? We're doing cool advocacy work. Oh, yeah. We're doing cool advocacy work. So action is where you disrupt capital. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you sign up for our email list, you can get those um, alerts as well. So that's going to be cool. Anyway, we're done. August is done. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.